retirement plan and an income plan. What about a plan for happiness? It's possible. We'll explore some options on today's show. The Discover Retirement Concepts You Need to Know. When you're hitting that magic age of 65, you need to really start to do your research. Learn how to navigate through economic uncertainty. And anybody can retire. It's whether you can stay retired. That is the real point. A successful retirement doesn't happen by accident. You deserve a secure, independent retirement. Welcome in to your retirement with Sam Welcome to your retirement, and uh, on behalf of Dual Financial Strategies, I'm Chuck Caton, consumer advocate, along uh, with the man, the myth, the legend. Uh, he is Sam Duell, and along with Andy Schooler today, uh, we've got the program for you, and it is your retirement all over the Fox Valley, and we are uh, happy to be with you. And remember uh, to get a hold of Sam and company. Uh, it is 866-203-7486. That's the number because they've got your best interest in mind. Uh, when it comes to retirement planning with their retirement lifestyle review. All right, Sam, happiness. Happiness is, well, we can sing that song, but uh, <laughs> I will refrain because uh, I, I think this is being weird once in a while. Absolutely. <laughs> and I think there's some people that still might remember me from 30 or 40 years ago in your environs when we used to go to Packer games all the time when I worked in Madison. But uh, we're going to talk about worry-free retirement, but uh, we can't say it. Uh, Unless we offer some tips, and I think that's what uh, your job is on re requiring people to be happy in retirement because uh, it's not only retirement, it's something you want to do, and you call it a happy plan. Maybe you have a happy dance for that happy plan. I'm not sure, <laughs> but a lot of people agree that it has three major components, money, health, and relationships, and you can, I guess, toss them in a, uh, a hat and pick out one, but uh, let's talk about the money end of it, because you want to tie up financial loose ends when you prepare yourself for retirement, don't you? Yeah, and, and we always find that the number one thing that most of you are looking to do, you've got a really strong desire to have that house paid for. So that's uh, that's a, an emotional decision uh, in most cases. Uh, it may not be, however, the most mathematically sound decision. But if, if it allows you to relax, if it allows you to enjoy your retirement, then it may be worth doing. But I always say, Chuck, that when you start making this determination that you're going to pay off this house as soon as you retire, you have to think about a couple of things there. What's it going to cost you to pay off the house? Because most of us would look at that and say, oh, well, you know, Sam, gosh, I just, I owe $47,000 on the house, so I'm just going to pay that off. But the challenge with that comes in, you're usually going to do that the last year that you're working. You've already got income. And for the vast majority of you out there, the money to pay that house off with is going to have to come from your IRA or your 401k. And remember, you've never paid taxes on that money. So it's not going to cost you $47,000 to pay off that house. It's going to cost you $47,000 to the bank. It's going to cost you, uh, if you were in, say, a 22% tax bracket, it's going to cost you, what, um, four, eight, probably $10,000 or so to the federal government. Yep. It's going to cost you five or $6,000 to the state government for the taxes. Uh, and if that would happen to push you into another tax bracket. So you see where I'm going with this is yeah. that we want to make sure when we sit down and we talk about these things we want to do, I want it to allow you to relax and enjoy your retirement, but it also needs to make mathematical sense because sometimes you have to look at it just from the, the black and white world of calculator. 
Yeah, when you sit down and talk to Sam, uh, you got to consider that. You also got to consider when to take Social Security and that type of thing because uh, uh, yep. that's part and parcel of it too, isn't it? Indeed, it is. When to take that Social Security, uh, particularly in relation to the amount of money that you've saved, is very important. That's another check we see a lot of times is an aha moment with people where no one, no advisor, no tax preparer, no CPA has ever talked to you about this. Yeah. You've never had this conversation about, well, when to take retirement depends. How much money have you saved? How much of a exposure to very large required minimum distributions do we have when you turn 72 years old? Maybe it makes more sense to delay that Social Security, get that 8% delayed retirement credit while it lasts, and then tap into it at a later point in time so we get those IRAs drawn down. Counterintuitive, but when you stop and look at it again from the um, step, take a step back from the emotion of it, a lot of times it makes perfect mathematical sense, but I know nobody's talking to you about that. So that's one of the things, Chuck, we're going to cover when they come in for the retirement lifestyle review is actually talking about the things that all of the other people in their lives are forgetting to tell them. Yeah, because a lot of people uh, have this uh, number one fear as they approach retirement and uh, when they enter retirement, that is, do I have enough money? They uh, uh, want to know. And so uh, eliminating the fear of running out of money is uh, tantamount to success. Absolutely. And you've got to have that discussion. And I find that so often people are not having that discussion. The discussion always centers around growth. How are we going to make the money grow? Well, yeah, we got to have some of that in there. But if you think about it realistically, we got to turn this thing into a paycheck. So where's the money going to come from? How do you make yourself what I call voluntarily unemployed and start drawing money off of your savings? The number one fear that you all have is running out of money. So we're the right advisor that can help you achieve that success and potentially add to that happy plan. Yeah, that happy plan can be yours. Again, uh, when you consult with Sam, Andy, uh, or Luke, Luke Van Abel, who is uh, on sabbatical for this particular program, and of course at Dual Financial Strategies, that phone number is 866-203-7486. And again, uh, they can help you tie up those financial plans, the uh, retirement plans for you, and we're talking about how to make it a happy plan so you can do the happy dance in retirement. And what about downsizing? Because a lot of people figure uh, when they're in retirement, uh, their kids are out of the house. They may not need that three or 4,000 square foot home anymore. Uh, your thoughts on that? Absolutely. And that is one of the things that I know is forefront in some people's mind is, do we need to downsize? I can tell you from experience, Chuck, over the last couple of decades of doing this, I find that, I, I, let me put it this way, out of all of the people that I work with and have worked with, I've never ever had anybody that downsized when they went into retirement and regretted it. They've mm -hmm. always thought of that as a positive decision. Yeah, it's interesting because people are in a different stage of life. Uh, I guess that they think they can still want to mow the lawn or they uh, they can handle some of the uh, repairs that are necessary when you own a home. Uh, and I guess it's different for everybody, right? And I, I suppose you will sit down with them and uh, analyze it all based on their situation. Absolutely. And that's what it's all about. It's about an analysis. We've got to analyze your income. We've got to analyze your expenses. What's your property taxes? What's your sales taxes? One of these things is going to impact you more than the other. So we need to analyze all of that and actually come up with that plan to make sure that when you go into retirement, you've got the income stream. Um, you're living within your means. And 
as we've been talking about, you're living within that happy place because that's the number one most important thing because that's why you're going to retire. You're not going to retire to worry about these things. Like why you may as well keep working if that's the case. Yeah. So you want to retire with that happy thought in mind. Yeah. So again, you know, you need that income plan. You need to uh, decipher what you need in retirement as you approach it. So what about this plan? What about building in a buffer? What are we talking about in that regard? Well, the buffer is just, you know, some wiggle room. We need to have some wiggle room in here. So as we're talking about the financial plan, first and foremost, it has to account for how much money you're going to need every month. And it's going to have to account where that money's going to come from. So we need a clear cut withdrawal strategy to avoid running out of money. That's paramount because once you retire, that paycheck isn't coming in anymore. You are your own paycheck now. So any successful business owner will tell you that one of the things that is, is paramount is cash flow, is income. It doesn't make any difference how good your widget is. It doesn't make any difference how good your customer service is. None of those things matter in business if you don't have cash flow. It's the same thing in retirement. If you can't take all of that money that you've worked the last 35 or 40 years from and structure it so that it's going to provide you a sustainable cash flow, sustainable monthly income, with the um, emphasis being that you're not going to run out of money, you need that. But life happens. Things come up. We need to have a buffer. Let's say 10%. Let's say that you need uh, $6,000 a month. Well, let's build in a buffer there so that maybe we're looking at $6,500 or $7,000 a month worth of income just in case something happens that's above and beyond your emergency fund. We got that covered. Chuck, my dad always said I'd rather be looking at it than looking for it. And that's, <laughs> that's a right. prime example of it. Oh, absolutely. And that's why they've got to meet with you uh, and uh, get that advice because nobody can do it alone. You don't want to do it alone. What happens when you go into retirement is that everything that you've gotten used to, your savings plan, your lifestyle plan, all of those sorts of things, it is literally a 180 degree flip to the other side. That's why that you want to seek out an advisory firm and you want to seek out a financial advisor that has a tremendous amount of experience in this area, specifically in retirement planning and specifically in retirement income planning. Because you can't go to a jack of all trades and create a successful retirement income plan. It's almost impossible to do because nothing against that person, but they don't understand the concept of an income plan. They understand the concept of a growth plan. And I know what's happening with you right now. You're starting to realize that you've had these feelings inside for quite some time now that you're not sure that the current advisor you have, even though they're a great person and you've been using for a long time, you're not sure in your heart of hearts if they possess the skill set to get you through that next step because you're starting to recognize that your feelings are starting to change, your priorities are starting to change, but I would bet you a dollar that you're saying to yourself right now, and I've also realized and noticed that theirs hasn't. They're on the same grow, 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 grow path. We've never talked about taxes. We've never talked about Social Security. We've never talked about any of those things. All we've talked about is growing the money, and it's time 
to make a change. Absolutely. And that change can be yours right now by calling Sam and his team at 866-203-7486. That's 866-203-7486. And then uh, he will, with his uh, over two decades of experience that he spoke of, uh, construct a retirement lifestyle review for you. All you have to do, because it is your retirement, not anybody else's. So once again, give that phone call to Sam Duell and Company at Duell Financial Strategies at 866-203-7486. That's 866-203-7486. And when Sam meets with you, no cost, no obligation, you might come away with a president uh, as well. Uh, his book, Purpose Determines Placement, is also uh, uh, yours to have because it's a very informative uh, retirement manual for you. All right, Sam, we've got to take a break. What's coming up next? Chuck, we all know that we have to save for retirement. How much should we save? What kind of an account do I need? How much should I save every year? Those are all great questions, and in this segment, we'll get straight to the facts. Some of them may surprise you. Welcome back to Your Retirement. I'm Chuck Caton. We have Sam Duell at our side from Duell Financial Strategies. And remember that phone number once again and call right now at 866-203-7486. They will give you the no-cost, no-obligation retirement lifestyle review. Maybe you're in retirement and you want that key second opinion. Or if you're approaching retirement, you're in that financial red zone that we talk about anywhere from five to eight years prior to when you want to retire, you should be calling Sam Duell and the team at Duell Financial Strategies at 866-203-7486. I don't know if Sam remembers this. He should remember Sergeant Joe Friday from Dragnet. I won't sing the theme song, uh, <laughs> but I just want to fax, ma'am. That's what he always used to say. Jack Webb was Joe Friday. For those of you who may remember, yep, I know Sam's absolutely. a little young. Oh, you do remember. No, I, yeah, I remember that. All right, actually, you probably saw the replays, though, right? Yeah, yeah. no, that's yeah. that's an analogy that I use all the time with ah. people. When people come in for that, for that uh, uh, retirement lifestyle review, Chuck, that's what it's about. It's just the facts. It's not, you know, it's not this sales pitch. It's not trying to to get you to buy something. It's not like as it's not like you've been used to. It's just the facts, ma'am. Yeah. Like we've got to look at what you need, where you want to get to, how we're going to get you there, and from that point on, as we were talking about in the segment before, get you to that happy place. But just the facts, ma'am. How are we going to get you there? So same thing applies to saving money. Absolutely, because there's a lot of moving parts to this successful retirement plan that you want to construct for our listeners. So uh, let's talk about uh, separating some facts from fiction uh, with five hard-to-believe retirement facts. And uh, you're going to outline them all here, uh, starting with a number. Uh, people want to know, how much do I need for retirement? Well, the average retirement number should be $650,000, or should it? It's It all depends. That's the thing, is that that's the number one question that people always ask, is do I have enough to retire, and how much should I have? It's 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 something that there's no universal answer to. And what's happening is that, le that leads to very poor education on the topic. I can't believe... Chuck, the amount of, of misinformation, the amount of fallacy, the amount of just outright dumb things that I hear on radio and I read in, in print and on TV about the amount of money needed to retire. Now, I will tell you in our area, 
the average of people that come in and see us is probably it's around six hundred and fifty thousand dollars. That's what that's what you, most of you have saved. But an average means that you're coming in with anywhere from three hundred thousand dollars to several million dollars. We yeah. work within that that. But what we're going to have to do is figure out what that annual income is. The median retired couple, if we look across the entire United States, has got about fifty-seven thousand dollars in income. So. That some are on, some are at forty, some are at eighty, but about fifty-seven thousand. For most people, there's about thirty-one thousand dollars that comes in from Social Security. If you don't have a pension, then that means that we've got about a twenty-six thousand dollar a year income gap. So, in order to make that six hundred and fifty thousand dollars, if that's your number, in order for that to service your retirement, that means that we've got to pull twenty-six thousand dollars a year from it. So, you have to have a solid income plan structured so that that $26,000 does not start eroding your principal, does not start eating into that. It's like the old adage, you've probably heard this a thousand times before, I want to spend the interest and keep the principal. That's what you're trying to achieve. Absolutely. And you're not going to not going to do it by winning lottery tickets or buying winning lottery tickets because that's not the way to go. Uh, let's talk about another one of these uh, hard to believe retirement facts. This is something that uh, people don't regard, uh, I don't think, seriously enough, Sam, and that is that the average couple needs about $300,000 in assets to just cover health care costs in retirement. Yeah, and that covers a lot of different bases. That's another number that gets bandied about a lot, and it scares people to death because they say, well, what if I've only saved $300,000? What do you mean I'm going to need $300,000 for health care expenses? This is if you are totally, if you're totally uncovered. Uh, you know, if you if you had a, a significant long-term care event, things like that, uh, because we know that the majority of you are going to face something. I know the numbers are north of 70% right now, um, that you will, in fact, face some sort of a chronic illness, assisted living, long-term care type of an event sometime in your lifetime. Um, and I can tell you, I was just talking to someone this last week. Uh, they are going to an assisted living unit. They're moving out of their house, going into that nice place it's down in nina uh and it's thirty nine hundred dollars a month is what they're paying so mm -hmm. call it four grand a month you're going to spend forty eight thousand dollars a year on that uh so you want to make sure that that plan that you have allows for those type of expenditures whether it's cash whether it's separate accounts whether it's insurance policies whatever it needs to be we want to bake that into the plan up front and then hey if you don't use it wonderful. You didn't use it. Let's structure it so it can go to someone else if you don't need it. Absolutely. That is key. And uh, when you want to consider some of these things that we're talking about, hard to believe uh, retirement facts, uh, just give uh, Sam and his team a call at Dual Financial Strategies at 866-203-7486. That's 866-203-7486. Now, we've talked about health care. We've talked about uh, what uh, the average number is, factor fiction uh, in retirement. What about this one? Uh, this talks about inflation. This talks about uh, eroding uh, some of your savings because it becomes less valuable over time. And what are we talking about there? Well, that's in, yeah, that's just that's just the inflation of prices. If we look back over time, um, we've uh, we've ran at about a three percent average inflation rate. If we look back over like if you look back over your lifetime right now, now for the past twenty years. That figure has been closer to 2%. And what's happened, Chuck, is that has lulled some folks to sleep and lulled advisors to sleep as far as planning for that within a sustainable income plan. Because now we're hitting this point 
where we're seeing some higher inflation directly related to the COVID-19 pandemic as the economy recovers. Uh, we're finding out that these uh, lockdown measures that people took were absolutely a disaster as far as, especially as far as the economy is concerned, because now we're in this lack of supply, uh, supply chain bottleneck, pent up demand, so on and so forth. There's multiple different factors, but it's causing inflation to go up and you're paying more for things now than you ever did. And we're seeing an elevated level of inflation. Now, you can remember, Chuck, I can remember to a degree, we're not in this massively uh, horrific inflationary thing right now compared to what we've seen in the past. The problem is people aren't used to inflation right now. And if that didn't get built into your plan quite a while back, you might be suffering some pain from it right now. Absolutely. And you're talking back 45, 50 years ago, which I uh, keenly remember uh, back in the late 70s, uh, about the mid 70s on when we had inflation rates of 12, 13 uh, percent and that type of thing. And, and uh, you know, people are spoiled today on that. And uh, I guess I'm old enough to remember that, as you mentioned. Uh, but I'll also knowing that, uh, you know, as I've uh, contributed to a 401k in my own uh, situation in the past, you don't get to keep all that money because uh, guess what? You remember the uncle in the furniture business? Well, mm -hmm. you've got an uncle that wants to take some of your taxes too. It's called Sam. It is the number one biggest surprise that people get. And and this is one of the things, Chuck, you know, we do our uh, two-night educational events at the local colleges. Actually, I, uh, watch your Facebook feed for these coming up. We will kick those off again. I believe we kick off the first ones in either September or October, so that'll be here before you know it. Um, that is the most well-attended events that we have. It happens over two nights. We'll be doing those uh, this year at Concordia University in Green Bay and in Appleton. So keep watching for that or call the office and ask Rick for the schedule on it um, because we we put forth this concept in that class and I talk about this in the book purpose determines placement as well is that whatever you saved that's not all your money you don't get to keep all of that because you've been saving that money in what we call a uh, pre-tax and tax deferred environment in other words your 401k your IRAs you've never paid any taxes on any of that money so when you start to withdraw it, yeah, absolutely. Uncle Sam is there waiting for you with his hand out. So if you're in a, let's say that you're in a 22% federal tax bracket and you're in a 5% state of Wisconsin tax bracket, 27% of that money is gone. It's been bequeathed already. It's You gifted it to the federal and the state government 30 years ago when you, when you, uh, you know, signed up for this deal. So if you saved a million dollars, you don't have a million dollars. You don't even have close to a million dollars. You probably got somewhere closer to $750,000 because you've already donated a quarter of a million dollars of that to the state and federal governments. They're going to get their money. At some point in time, either you're turning 72 and they're going to start doing the largest forced distribution of income that you've ever seen in your lifetime, or you're going to pass away. So we have to plan for that. And the other thing you got to think about, Chuck, is what are those tax rates going to be in the future? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, mm -hmm. What if taxes went up by 50%? Mm -hmm. Yeah. It would be devastating for you. You've got to have the type of representation with someone working on your retirement plan that knows and understands these things and knows and understands these concepts and gets you out of the way of that fast-moving train 
Like I, I often say, you're looking into the tunnel and you see that light. That ain't a light at the end of the tunnel, brother. That's an oncoming train. <laughs> Absolutely. So we need to get you off the track before <laughs> it gets here. <laughs> right. And some people might want to check out. But uh, first of all, let's not <laughs> yeah. hope to, that for anybody because you want to live as long as you can. And you need to plan for more than 20 years of retirement. You can uh, touch on that for about 30 seconds or so. Yeah, hope is not a part of a retirement plan. Hope should never be, I, well, I hope this or I hope that. Figure at least 20 years at least 20 years and it's probably going to be more than that and an awful lot of you are coming in and talking to me when you're in your late 50s so we got to have a conversation that may go out 25 30 plus years to get you to where you need to go to absolutely and that's why you should call sam Duell and his team at Duell financial strategies he's got over a score of years of experience in the financial realm and the retirement well because it's your retirement and that number to call is 866-203-7486 that's 866, it's a toll-free number, 866-203-7486. And he serves uh, the, the beautiful Fox Valley area of Appleton, Green Bay, and the environs. And Sam Duell and his team will do well for you with that retirement lifestyle review. Again, it's 866-203-7486. And as we uh, approach uh, the midway point of this program, Sam, uh, what's coming up next? Well, the one question that nearly everyone asks is, when can I retire? On the next segment, some signs that you may be ready to retire, even retire early perhaps. Details are coming up next. on your retirement with Sam Duell of Duell Financial Strategies. I'm Chuck Caton, and I am proud to be with Sam and his team of Andy Schooler, Luke Van Abel, uh, every single week where we talk retirement planning for you and uh, that retirement lifestyle review that uh, Duell Financial Strategies can employ for you at no cost and no obligation by uh, calling 866-203-7486. Well, Johnny Paycheck wants an a Blue Moon, oh, about, what, 45, 46 years ago, might have sung the song, Take This Job and Shove It. Do you remember that song, Sam? <laughs> I do indeed remember now, that. Now, I don't want to give you the, the pun, play it again, Sam, but I had to. <laughs> okay. You just couldn't help it, could you? <laughs> I couldn't. But, uh, you know, people in our audience have been saving for retirement. Here you are, you're in a financial red zone, you think you've got a pan, you think you have a plan in place, but maybe it's time to uh, actually think that uh, you want to take that job and shove it. Uh, you may be in your early 60s. You might be in your late 50s. And so Sam's going to give you six signs that you might be ready to begin the next phase of your life, uh, which is called retirement. And uh, I don't know where you stand on this, but uh, having all your debts paid off, uh, probably, Sam, never a bad thing. Oh, for sure. No, no. And that, that is one of the things that could be a beginning indicator that you're getting close and getting ready. Because if you get your mortgage paid off, you don't have any loans, you don't have any credit card debt, you don't have any credit lines you're paying on, uh, you don't have to worry about making those large payments during retirement. If you own your own home, basically your largest single expenditure in a year is your real estate taxes. Well, that leaves your savings and your retirement income available for you to enjoy that life after work. You can use that, uh, that retirement income stream now to service your retirement lifestyle instead of servicing debt. So if you're starting to get that emergency fund build up rather than having it tied up in large bills, 
that could be a number one clue that you're getting to that point where, hey, maybe it's getting close to time. Yeah, and I think that's something uh, we talk about practicing for retirement. Uh, that's something that you should do uh, as a discipline uh, prior to your retirement, right? You should be paying those credit card bills off every month and not leaving a balance. And I think more and more people are actually doing that, aren't they? Absolutely. Yeah, we see that where more and more people want to be debt free. Um, one other thing that we see that, that people are starting to do now, I just had uh, one of our clients did this here recently. And boy, did it ever work out well. Um, the husband just retired a few weeks ago. Mm -hmm. And what they started doing about six months ago, was they started living off of just the wife's salary oh. because they knew that it was going to be a case. She was going to keep working for a while. He was going to retire. So they started a plan six months before retirement to say, okay, let's just act like I don't have a job. They took all of his money. They shoved that into savings and they just lived off of hers to see, okay, can we do this? Or maybe you just live off of that other spouse's salary and then take enough of yours that would account for your social security payment and just see if it works. Yeah, that, that, that's very smart planning. And actually, that's something that we thought about doing, too. My wife and I, uh, before I ended up uh, working part-time and, of course, working with you, which I really enjoy doing. So uh, we're talking about these uh, uh, little plans to uh, put things together. Maybe if you're looking to retire, what's another sign that you can? Well, your savings. I know you don't get much out of a savings account in terms of interest, Sam, but uh, if your savings exceed your retirement goals, that's always a good thing. Yeah, for sure. And and that's one of the signs as well of the six is that your savings are exceeding your retirement goals. Uh, many of you have that uh, that scenario where you have a number in mind. You know, it's like, okay, I always wanted to get to X, whatever X is. Yeah. Um, so you're there. And now you're exceeding that. Uh, one of the things you want to keep in mind uh, is that if you leave work several years before you plan to, uh, your savings need to be enough to cover those additional retirement years. So Oversaving, I guess, would be a way to put it, is not a bad thing. And especially we find that in those latter years before you're going to retire, where many of you do have those debts paid down, you don't have those large bills that you have to cover, you have a tendency to, to amp up that savings, and that is not a bad thing at all. Yeah. Well, Jeff Foxworthy said you might be able to retire if your retirement yep. plan doesn't have an early withdrawal penalty. And these are for people that might want to retire maybe before the age of 59 and a half. But you got to be careful, don't you? you got to be real careful. And this is a conversation that I'm having with more and more people every day because I'm getting an awful lot of folks coming in that are in that 58 time frame, so on and so forth. And because a lot of times you've got these 401ks and things like that, you don't necessarily have a, a total understanding of the withdrawal implications. Um, you say, well, I, I'm just going to retire and, you know, I'll roll this over and I'll start taking it out. It's like you can't do that because you can't do it without before 59 and a half without there being implications. Now, there are some nuances within some 401k plans to where if you leave it in that company plan, you have some access to it before 59 and a half. That's just a detail we'll cover when you come in. But we want to make sure that we've got enough set aside, Chuck, to get us from 58 
to 59 and a half. And then the other one too, remember, is that the earliest that you can start taking Social Security absent some sort of a disability is age 62. So we've got to build some sort of an income bridge there. You got to be ready for that. Absolutely. And the way you can do that, if you want to be an early retiree and get them advice about that is to call Sam and his team at Dual Financial Strategies at 866-203-7486. That's 866-203-7486 because we're talking about the six signs in this segment of uh, you wanting to retire and you better think a little bit about health care too because if you want to retire early you can't start collecting medicare till uh, a certain age and that age is not 59 or 60 it is not it is not i mean that's uh, again absent uh, some extraordinary scenario that currently that's 65 years old so how do i pay for health care uh, health care is for the vast majority of people is either right in line with or more than what your taxes are. And for a lot of people, it's more than what your real estate taxes are. So it's very, very likely that when you go into retirement, if you're doing this before the age of 65, when you're uh, Medicare eligible, the single largest monthly expense that you're going to have is going to be for health insurance. So how do you pay for that? Now, of course, there's the, you know, there's what commonly known as Obamacare, the Affordable Care Act. Uh, There's some provisions in there to where you can receive subsidies and you can get put in expensive health insurance if you qualify. But you have to qualify based upon income. So if you're going to have a higher level of, of lifestyle and you exceed the income limits for that, well, then you're going to pay full, you know, you're going to pay full, uh, full list price, full rack rate for that insurance. You're not going to get any help. So that's something we have to talk about because that's a tremendous surprise for people sometime is how am I going to do that? If you've got a spouse that's still working, maybe you can slide onto her plan. A lot of times that's a pretty good deal, too. But, um, you know, Chuck, it's not uncommon that when uh, when one retires, the other one's kind of thinking, well, wait a minute. <laughs> I, I kind of wouldn't mind being retired myself. So uh, certainly some considerations because health care is a biggie. That's a huge number. Yeah, and it's not like that example you gave a few minutes ago about that one couple where they are going to live on the wife or the other spouse's salary, and they're good with that. <laughs> Sometimes you have some animosity if one spouse is still working and the other one wants to retire, and uh, uh, that can create some friction. And uh, well, you, you know, in sports, we always say practice makes perfect. Yep. And uh, that uh, also, also, as you approach retirement, you can currently live on your own uh, retirement budget. You got to practice that too, because uh, as you say, create a budget of retirement and then live on it before you retire and, and practice to see if it's viable. Yeah, absolutely. That There's no question about that. That's what we were alluding to a little earlier in this segment is, and it's a great way to put it, practice living on your retirement budget a few months before you're going to retire figure out that's why i always tell you look if, if you're getting ready come in and see me it's it's okay if, if you're a year out from where you think you're going to retire that's fine let's sit down and talk about this because we can put together a game plan for you early and we can have you start practicing it's like you know i mean that hockey is a, is the analogy for you obviously chuck but mm-hmm. it's not like uh it's not like stuff is happening by accident out there on ice i mean obviously the the players have to react to the situation but no different than any other sport there's a game plan there's a you know that's it's it's designed that way so they practice certain things for certain scenarios you gotta do the same thing going into retirement yeah absolutely and it's not only just the financial end of it as we wrap up this segment about six ways uh the you may think you're ready for retirement and the 60 
the six key things you got to think about, but you have to have a new plan or project for retirement because, okay, it's nice to say I've got enough money, but what are you going to do with your time? Are you just going to sit around and eat bonbons? For sure. I mean, for me, it would probably be like, I don't know, like banana split ice cream or something like that, but I'll go with bonbons for a certain number of days. In the week. Oh, I forgot we're in the dairy state, right? That's we are in the we are in the dairy state. Yes, we are indeed. So, um, you're you're so correct on that though, because we have this this fanciful idea of retirement and how beautiful this is going to look. But if you work just a normal forty hour a week job, you set down, you account for that, you're spending about twenty five hundred hours a year working. What are you going to fill that twenty five hundred hours with? And I know, oh man, Sam, I'm telling you, I am going to golf and I'm going to quilt and I'm going to fish. Well, you can still only do that certain times of the year. There is a limitation to how much of this. And sometimes, you know, the old saying, too much of a good thing is too much of a good thing. I want you to practice being retired in determining and forecasting. What is it that I'm going to do in retirement? How am I going to fill my days? Because if you get to that point and all of a sudden you're lackluster, you're not receiving uh, you know, sustainable happiness from some sort of an activity, you'll find that retirement isn't as great as you thought it was going to be. Yeah, absolutely. Boring, as I guess uh, would be the case. And then, uh, of course, idleness uh, leads to a possible depression. I mean, you've got to be active, uh, both mentally and physically. And to help you do that is Sam Duell and his team at Duell Financial Strategies, with his over 20 years of experience here. And uh, we'll talk about all those intangibles when you sit down with Sam and his team, uh, because the Retirement Lifestyle Review is just that. It's about your lifestyle. It's not just necessarily about the fun you need in retirement, but it's also the psychological things that go on and what you really want to do because everybody is different because it's your retirement, not anybody else's. It's yours and yours uniquely. And that's why you should call Sam and his team at 866-203-7486 to get that uh, complimentary, no cost, no obligation assessment of your retirement as you're approaching retirement. Maybe you want a second opinion as well. And he'll also grace you with his book, Purpose Determines Placement that Sam wrote, uh, and uh, he'll give you a copy of that as well when you come in for that no-cost, no-obligation retirement lifestyle review at Dual Financial Strategies. You could talk to Sam or Andy or Luke, uh, and uh, they're at your service at 866-203-7486. That is 866-203-7486. Pick up the phone. Give them a call right now. They're good people to deal with. And as this uh, show has flown, Sam, uh, we know that... uh, Uh, There are people from all over the Fox Valley that have some questions for you. So what's coming up next? Well, everybody that's listening has been really busy asking plenty of questions. So when we come back, we'll answer as many as we can in the time. back with Sam Duell of Duell Financial Strategies on your retirement. Thank you for listening. I'm Chuck Caton, and uh, the man who will uh, answer some of those questions for us in this final segment is a guy with over 20 years of experience in the financial world and the retirement planning world. Uh, you know him as Sam Duell at 866-203-7486. That is 866-203-7486 to make that uh, uh, wonderful uh, appointment, no cost, no obligation to talk to him, and uh, he will answer your questions live and in person as he will right now in this segment. So you're ready to go, aren't you, Sam? 
Yeah, let's uh, let's have at it here. I'm gonna I'm gonna swing this one solo today. Okay. Yeah, I know Andy's been very busy. Luke's been very busy. It's that time of year uh, that uh, you know people are doing a lot of good things uh, up uh, your way. So, uh, but we have some listeners that do have some questions here, and there's some good ones here. And we'll uh, start with George and Appleton. Uh, who wants to know about required minimum distributions. He says, I have to start taking them this year, which means he's turning 72. And he says, I've got three different IRAs. Should I take some money from each account or take it all from one? That's a great question. Yeah, that's that's one that gets a lot of confusion. So, George, thanks for listening to the show, and thanks for uh, shooting that question to us. Um, and the rule on a required minimum distribution is what I typically call the aggregate amount. So what we have to do is we have to take the total value of those three IRAs, what they were worth, 1231 of last year. So what was the value of them on 1231 of, of last year? And then you apply the factor to it. You apply the life expectancy factor to that. And then you have to take that amount of money, but you can take it from one account or from two, or you can take it from all three. It doesn't make any difference at all. But all that has to happen is wherever you take that required distribution from, the company that it comes from, they're going to send notification to the IRS that you took out X a number of dollars. And then the IRS just matches that up. And if your required minimum distribution was supposed to be $17,552, the only thing that the IRS cares about is they get to tax you on $17,552. They don't care which one of those accounts it came from. So take it from all, take it from some, take it from one. It's totally up to you. All right. So I can't pull a Jack Benny then, right? And say, I'm going to stay 39 forever. I can't stay 71 forever. Right. So in a few years, well, I'm going to have mean, to deal with this. Yeah. In your mind, you can, <laughs> but the, the IRS will, uh, they will probably take umbrage on that. <laughs> I guess they will. I know it's, uh, it, there's no way that you can't pay your uncle off. You have to always take care of him. All right, let's to deal go to, with the devil. Absolutely. <laughs> You're right. Let's go to Penny in Green Bay now, who asks, are Social Security benefits withheld because of excess earnings uh, returned to you in monthly installments when you do reach full retirement age? Excellent question. This is one of those that uh, that is kind of buried pretty deep. Uh, I'm going to just quote from the Social Security website. Uh, a little snippet for you, folks. If you've never signed up, for the Social Security website, uh, I have to give credence to it. It's actually a very good website. If you've noticed, you don't get those Social Security statements in the mail all the time like you used to. Yeah, you have to go online for that. So uh, here's the, the web address is just SSA. So that's Social Security Administration's SSA.gov. Okay, that'll get you to the website, and then you can sign on. You can sign up username, password, and you can get all of those statements. You can look at what your earnings have been. You can look at how much you're going to receive. A lot of great information on there, but I'm just going to quote from that. So the question is, if you make too much money and the IRA or the Social Security Administration penalizes you, you make too much money before your full retirement age, how do you get the money back? After you reach full retirement age, we will recalculate your benefit amount to give you credit for any months in which you did not receive a benefit because of your earnings. We will send you a letter telling you about any increase in your benefit amount. Now, one thing you need to understand from this, Penny, they are not just going to cut you a check for the amount that they withheld. It can take 
a considerably long time. It could take years to get all of that back because they're just going to increase your monthly benefit amount to allow for it. They're going to take it away from you all at once and they're going to give it back to you over time. So be very, very mindful of that. Yeah. Well, the one surprise I got when I ended up uh, signing up for my Social Security was a few months after my full retirement age, and I got a nice little uh, chunk of money, and so did uh, my spouse uh, with half of that amount. And uh, that was a nice little thing. But I think people have to keep in mind, too, they've got to pay taxes on that money, too, once you get Indeed it. Indeed, they so, do. Yep. Uh, again, your uncle is in your pocket. Uh, he is. So let's go to combined locks now. Uh, and you know what? I have never heard of that city. You're going to have to give me a geography lesson on this, but Harry is there. Yeah. Combined, where is combined locks before we get to his question? That's right in that whole area there on the setting over basically on the east side of Appleton. It's like combined locks, Kimberly, Kakana. Ah, That's okay. just that, that whole circle of communities that kind of touch each other on the on the east side of, of Appleton there. That, Darboy, combined locks, Kimberly, Kakana. It's all right there together. Gotcha. You know, that's one town I never had heard of when I lived in Wisconsin. So uh, you've given me a nice geography lesson there. Thank you. Absolutely. All right. Harry is there, and uh, he simply wants to know what's the difference between a 401k and a pension plan. You know, Harry, it's such a simple question, but it's a good one because they are totally, uh, the dynamics of them are polar opposites. And the biggest difference between the 401k plan and the traditional pension plan is the distinction between them. One of them is what's called a defined benefit plan, and one of them is called a defined contribution plan. In other words, with the pension, which is a defined benefit plan, that guarantees you a given amount of monthly income in retirement. And it places the investment risk on the plan provider. In other words, if your employer says, hey, I've got this pension plan for you, and this pension plan says that we're going to fund X amount of dollars into it, and it's going to provide you X amount of income, that is their risk. A 401k plan is on 180 degree opposite side of the spectrum. That's called a defined contribution plan. Putting money into it. The employer is putting money into it. But they can choose whatever investment choices for you to have access to that they want. And there are no guaranteed benefits inside of it. There's no guarantees uh, for income. There's no guarantees that you won't lose any money. There's none of that. There's no guarantees for what sort of a benefit. I mean, you could literally spend your lifetime, put $500,000 into a 401k, have a horrific market event right when you get ready to retire, and it's worth $250,000. So... There is no distinction between that. You basically assume all of the risk in a defined contribution or a 401k plan. And Chuck, that's the reason why we find a lot of people today, when they understand that, that they start looking at and we start having conversations about something called a non-hardship in-service withdrawal or called an in-service distribution. And what that is technically is in most plans today, not all, but the majority of, of 401k plans today, your employer probably has a provision in there that will allow you to withdraw, in most cases, all of the amount that you have inside of there and roll that over to, a four, to your own IRA prior to retirement. You're still working for the company. You still have your 401k. 
you're still going to contribute to it. The employer is still going to contribute to it for the rest of the time you work. But once you go past the age of 59 and a half, you can take control of the vast amount of that money. So if you are concerned right now that we're in this high inflationary time, we're in volatile times, if that's concerning you and you're at past the age of 59 and a half, let's talk about that, Harry, because you might be able to do that in-service distribution and take control of your future by taking control of all of your retirement money today instead of waiting for a disaster. Absolutely, and that's very wise, and uh, that's something that uh, people should really consider, and that's why uh, Sam can help you out in your uh, quest to maximize your retirement portfolio. Final question comes from Kenny and Nina, who has just retired and now has to decide if he should uh, leave his money in a 401k with his previous employer or move it to an IRA, just something you were just talking about. Uh, he says, I know the IRA gives me more investment options, but uh, do I really need them? Uh, I also need to decide if I should place uh, it in the funds in a target retirement fund, or should I allow my portfolio to be actively managed? Yeah, all good, all good points, Kenny, and something that you really have to give consideration to. Um, if your employer allows you to leave the money in the 401k, uh, many do. Uh, there's nothing wrong with that, but I do find that most people, once they leave a company, they want to take control of that money because the one thing you have to re remember is that when you're working for the company, if it's a, a you know reasonable sized company, you've kind of got an idea of how it's running and what it's doing. Um, once you leave, you're completely out of the loop, so you've gone completely hands off. Um, and what happens if what happens if you're in a plan with 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 some company, and you love the investment choices, everything is done well, and then all of a sudden the company that you used to work for decides that they're going to go to another administrator, and you lose all of those choices. So it's usually about control. You do have many more investment options. The one thing, Chuck, that we find that is very, very um, appealing to people to move that plan out of that 401k and into an IRA when they retire is the fact that they can now start positioning that money for income and they can start positioning that money into uh, asset uh, classes and into uh, investment choices and savings choices that will give them downside protection either downside protection against a market, uh, complete protection against having a negative uh, interest or you know a negative uh, uh, market event happen to them. You start to get choices, and the number one thing I believe, Kenny, is that you start to get control. Absolutely, and those are the things that Sam can help you with. And uh, obviously, Sam, uh, you want to give uh, your book away as well, No Cost, No Obligation, right? And it's uh, something that uh, uh, is very, very helpful for uh, retirees and pre-retirees. Really love to get a copy of that book in your hands. I've just been getting rave reviews on it. I am so humbled by uh, by how positive everybody has been. Uh, we call the book Purpose Determines Placement. Uh, and kind of in, in line, almost, Chuck, with what Kenny's question just was, do I leave the money in, in a uh, 401k uh, or do I put it in an IRA? Uh, purpose Determines Placement is simply saying, look, we need to figure out what the purpose of the money is to begin with because that's going to ultimately determine where you're going to place it at. We might find that because of what you need to do, you need to initiate some income streams and do something like that. The 401k can't provide that to you. So it is not a good place to leave the money. So Purpose Determines Placement, it's a nine-step guide to get you to and through retirement. There's a great little workbook section at the end of every chapter. Want to get a copy of that in your hands because I believe that you will get 
really, really good information and good benefit from it. All right. So all you have to do is give Sam Duell a call at 866-203-7486. That's 866-203-7486. And get that retirement lifestyle review. Get that copy of Purpose Determines Placement. And uh, deal with Sam and his team at Dual Financial Strategies because they're good people. And Number one, it's your retirement. You're in control. And with the help of Sam, who's got your best interest in mind, you can do just that. 866-203-7486 is the number. Call right now. And Sam, it's been a wonderful show. Your final thought. Oh, just my pleasure, Chuck. Thanks to everybody for having us in this week. And we will see you here again next week. Same time, same place, same station. Investment advisory services offered through Dual Financial Strategies, LLC, a Wisconsin registered investment advisor. Dual Financial Strategies does not provide legal or tax advice. Investment advisor representatives of Dual Financial Strategies may only conduct business with residents of the states and jurisdictions in which they are properly registered. Insurance and annuity products are sold through Dual Financial Strategies.